What is going on, Diabetes Daily Hustle? Welcome to another episode of the Diabetes Hustle Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I get to interview Colt Scott. Now, we're going to get into who's Colt Scott, how long he's been living with Type 1, and his adventure and journey with American Ninja Warrior. Now, for those of you who don't know, American Ninja Warrior is um, a show on TV, which is about people who do those crazy obstacle courses you're going to see, and and Colt's going to talk about it. And I was blown away. I was talking to Colt, and I was like, wow. So not only did this man get on this show and he made on one of the episodes, he also has type 1 diabetes for a very long time, too. I'm going to let you get into that in the episode. Big shout out to Colt, man. Thank you so much for this interview, if you are listening. And I got to meet Colt. He was one of the three interviewers, interviewers, interviews i don't i don't know what's the right term basically he's one of the three people i got to interview during the diabetes music video shoot for uh the awareness awareness month and um shout out to chris chris if you're listening thank you uh for the opportunity for bringing us there so colt is one of the three people i got to interview in the diabetes music video shoot if you guys don't know about that we have a music video coming out for awareness month shout out to chris if you're listening Chris is a glucose revival on Instagram and I vlogged it, had it on my Instagram about the whole, uh, basically the weekend in LA where we got to film. And I took that, I took that time and the advantage of being around, uh, great influencers and people just living with type one. And Chris, uh, Colt was one of the people I got to interview along with Ariel and next week's episode, which is Sage. And, uh, we're going to get into this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's get into it. My man, how you doing? Pretty good, bro. I'm really happy to be with you. It is an honor to have you on the show on the Diabetes Hustle podcast, so welcome. That's what's up. My man. What's up? So, for the people at home, just right. give them a quick bio who you are, how old you are, how long you've been had type 1, and all, all that right. good stuff. I'm Colt Scott, uh, American Ninja Warrior course tester. I've competed in Ultimate Beastmaster, uh, Season 2, Episode 9. Um, I'm an OCR racer. If you have a course in front of me, I'm going to try and take it on. Um, that's what we do, man. Just adventure sports and stuff like that. I've been a diabetic for 23 years. I got diagnosed when I was 18 months old. Yeah. And then a couple of years later, my sister, who's older than me, got diagnosed when she was five. So my parents wow. have just been through the ringer with the whole disease. Oh, I didn't even know that. I'm, def- I'm finding that out right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. What's your sister's name? Uh, Ellie. Okay, she's about the same age. Right? I was two years older, yeah. Wow, so yeah. You, she was five when she got diagnosed, mm-hmm. and then you were uh, eighteen months. Eighteen, wow. So I was the first, and then a couple years later, went through the whole thing again. God bless your family. I was telling you that that's last mean. night, but I didn't know your sister. Oh my God, that's yeah, insane. Dude, yeah. My parents have just—they've seen it all. Oh yeah, and it—I never really had a good appreciation for it until I went to a conference in Florida and saw like how many parents don't let their kids do sports or go to school just limit them yeah it yeah just yeah. for their own safety but you're you're just not going to develop into a normal human yeah. being unless you have those yeah. experiences well we really appreciate you know you being a part of the community being that like when i look at you you are a perfect example of not letting diabetes limit you because when i first met you you're like hey cole i put you on the blog what do you what do you do he's like i do obstacles run everything you did a backflip <laughs> dude yeah how do you feel about that like you know growing up with diabetes you don't remember life before diabetes obviously absolutely not how and did I that think, feel like you know trying to do all these things that you do 
Honestly, I think I'm really lucky to not have had that point where I can go back and be like, man, it's so much better without this. I've just had no choice but to know. adapt. I've yeah. got, I don't know what you've lost. You don't know what you know. Yeah, it's almost it's life to you. Uh, yeah, and everybody I've grown up with, it was, it was a small town I grew up in, so everyone knew and everyone worked around it and just helped me out to feel ex- yeah. just totally normal. Right. And so I think now that you have to work every day with this disease. You have to work harder than the guy next to you who doesn't have diabetes, who yeah. doesn't have to worry about what his blood sugar is at night. It, it's not the circumstances that create you, it's what you're made of. And so yeah. I think in that, in that aspect, yeah. it's no wonder that I've become who I am today. Yeah, I love that, man. And like, take us through a, a little quick timeline. 18 months, obviously diagnosed. Give mm-hmm. us that, like, what do you remember? Do you know, was it pens and pumps? Like, take yeah. us through that. It's, seeing the technology come along has just been fascinating. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was four and first went into preschool, you know, um, the people who cared for me there, they would always, like, check my blood sugar at lunch, and then that was about it. Take a snack at this time, and that was about it. Yeah. Just sheer faith. And this was before Dexcoms or any kinds of CGM. Any device. Just, like, hope for the best. And yeah, and now that I have one, it's like, how on earth did my parents let me go to school without this? <laughs> yeah. And there were a couple, like, run-ins in elementary school where I may not have eaten or not eaten enough, and ambulances come, ambulances go. It's just emergencies happen. In high school, I started taking care of it more on my own. That transition from middle school to high school, getting into college, it really helped me learn how to live on my own with it. Yeah. And that was a really valuable experience to have. Yeah. After that, um, in middle school, I got into recreational gymnastics. Yeah. Um, my coach was the one who really had faith in me. He was always the one who said, never say can't, and never believe that anyone couldn't do something. And that's really what sparked the whole... I can do this, I can be extraordinary, and why not? And so from gymnastics, I just got into obstacle racing, Ninja Warrior, Beastmaster was the first show to take me on. Wow. And they played the whole diabetic aspect, and from there on, it's just been a roller coaster of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the original diet badass, I would agree. I would love to be personified as the diet badass, but yeah. I know that name has not been totally trademarked, as it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But I'm hoping if someone says the diet badass, you automatically know, like, oh, that Colt Scott guy. Yeah, like, Colt's yeah. creating a name for himself there. Very much so, I hope yeah. so. I think the cool part where you're doing is, you know, the kids see you on TV or the show, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, that's cool, that's the type one guy. And, you know, you spark up. You're not like, no, I'm the type one guy. You think about it in a sense. How do you feel about it? Oh, dude, uh, it, there's no more satisfying feeling than, one, when you see a kid who's seen the show and they're like, I'm a big fan, yada, yada, and that's great. But if you see a, a brother or a sister, a child who's got type 1, and you are able to be someone for them, that's, that's worth waking up in the morning for. Yeah. Recently, a, a former teacher of mine, her son just got diagnosed with type 1, and he has just had a turnaround since I've talked to him. And it's not like a, anything on my part. It's just being able to see that the future is out there. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And I, I just thank God that I can, you know, be someone like that for them. Yeah. I'll just never quit. Yeah, you've really used this disease to take you to, like, levels unheard of, essentially. Play the card you're dealt, man. Exactly. Play the card you're dealt. Yeah, and that's what the that's what the Diabetes Hustle podcast is all about. Um, the quick gist, like, what do you take pride in that you're good at with diabetes? What am I good at with diabetes? I think... In all aspects, whatever. It could be small management. It could be something with a mindset. What is it that you take pride in? Since I haven't used a a CGM for so long, I was really apprehensive to, like, use one. And now I do have one, and it's a lot easier to deal with. But 
living without one for so long, you have to have a good understanding of your body. You have to mm. know how you feel. You have, have to be very introspective. Out, yeah. And that's helped me in a lot of ways. Before competition, like, am I feeling nervous? Am I feeling, you know, ready? Am I scared? Just to have a good sense of what you're feeling and being able to define it and recognize it yeah. has really helped me out in yeah. a lot of ways. So it's kind of like forced you to like be in tune with your body, which I can so relate. Yeah. I didn't have a Dexcom for the longest time. It was checking my blood sugar, it was my brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. And you have to like feel like, okay, you're in a workout. I feel kind of high or I feel kind of low or yeah. this is what snacks I usually eat. And like, you know, essentially, quote unquote, control freak is a good thing with this disease. Yeah. Would you agree? I think it definitely think so. There yeah. are times where I can know, like, I'm not feeling it. But at the yeah. same time, because I've had it for so long, I get used to certain low blood sugars and won't notice until it is a little too late. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes that Dexcom is a really good buffer just in case I can't sense it. Yeah. And a quick one or two points, being that, you know, you're good at being in tune with your body, learning to listen. What advice do you have to offer the people that are watching at home, listening, you know, the young kids, the adults, everyone with diabetes in a sense? What can you offer to them? Um... Being you've had it for how long again? Uh, t- almost 23 years. 23 years, and my man is 24 and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 18 months, give or take some math, depending on where my birthday is this yeah. year. You know. And you're a pen user, obviously. You know, Still a pen you. user. I'm, I'm working my way up to a pump. I just you yeah. know, haven't been sure about it being an athlete with chronic low blood sugars. I yeah. don't always want that steady stream of insulin yeah. to like throw me off. Yeah, I was talking yeah. to you about like basils and whatnot, which mm-hmm. you'll you'll definitely see and pick them you know, I'm still a little ignorant to what bolus and basil is, but no, we'll, I'll try and fit in, yeah. We'll, we'll get you in there, don't worry. <laughs> I, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of MDI. I still, you saw me right now, I just injected. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have like, pretty trust issues with my pump, which is a yeah. good thing. You know, you're so used to schedule routine. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get thrown out of schedule, diabetes can be... It's like being on vacation for someone who works all the time. Like, what yeah. do I do with this spare time? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, more of, like, just... What would you go off like giving them, you know, the most important thing to take home for them? That's deep, man. That's that's really I know, deep. it's a very big one. I'm but trying like, to come up with something profound. But yeah, like, for you individually, what you feel like you can give as as Colt. Not like in a sense, oh, what's the best advice? Just Colt. What can Colt give that smaller big? The saying I love the most is the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's not your circumstances that define you, but what you're made of. And I think that a lot of people who go into diabetes, they're at a, you know, a disadvantage because they're diagnosed at a time where they can remember, oh, I remember not having this. I remember not having to do that. Why can't I just go back? You need to embrace the change. Mm. Embrace the change. It's a part of who you are. And it's not going to be quick. Don't expect to do it overnight. But with time, you can overcome anything. Yeah. And there's no beating the disease. It's just managing it. It's, it's yeah, slowly managing and getting better at that. Exactly. I, I just don't that. want anyone to think that there's something they can't do because of it. I love that, man. That's amazing. Yeah. What, um, this is like, you don't have to answer this in a sense of like being super. I'm going to ask you what's your current obsession. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be like my favorite toothbrush or I like my orange. current obsession. What, what is it right now? I am anything. a shoe freak for one because yeah. I yeah, I'll do all the st- sports I do. I like Ninja, you know, they've got the New Balances and trail running, Solomon, 
give me a sponsorship. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like, lately it's been giant water bottles. And I don't giant know water why. bottles? Oh, really? my God, dude. Plastic like, or, like, just water bottles? Like, like Just giant holders. water bottles. Like, the last one I had was plastic, and it's, like, 101 ounces. I'm like, this is the big water bottle. <laughs> and then I saw one that was a gallon, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. I want that. So yeah, yeah, went yeah. ahead and got it, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah, you. I'm sure you've been carrying around water everywhere. You're a giant oh, athlete. Dude, yeah. You're in a surplus right now of calories? Um, yep, in a surplus. Still yeah. getting used to it. Fun yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, it's everyone thinks it's great, but like when you're coming off of a deficit, it's like, oh no, I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah, like, your brain is fixed on like yeah, less, exactly less. like looking at the calories. Like, can I? Oh shit, yeah. I guess <laughs> but I like your approach. You was like, you know, I just try to stick to healthy foods oh, and yeah. just obviously larger quantity. It's not like I'm stuffing my face with donuts mm-hmm. and candy. You know, obviously those are high in calories, yeah. but you still want to feel good at the end of the day. For any athlete, not just a diabetic, the two things you can do to really change your game one avoid sugar mm-hmm. if you're gonna eat something just be natural you want something sweet eat a fruit eat real foods avoid sugar yeah second liquid calories do away with them and you're gonna notice a huge change oh yeah people that are like i work like work with my part-time job they'll drink like mm. monster or whatever i'm like oh, why yeah. don't we just go zero it's the same taste and you're saving yourself 140 calories that who knows you just don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't need it um there's this theory i have you know I want to close off pretty soon. I don't want to hold you off all day. Oh, yeah. There's this theory I have that when you start getting into athletics with diabetes, you know, mm-hmm. weight training, you start learning about caloric deficits, macros, body fat, whatever, all that good all that good stuff. I feel like what it does is it forces us to look outside just blood sugar and insulin and uh-huh. basal. It makes us go, let's learn about the human body. What, what do you think about that theory that has improved, you know, being in tune with your body and your diabetes management? I, I totally agree. I think for a long time when I was going into a caloric deficit and a surplus, I was treating it just as an athlete and not necessarily not as diabetic. a diabetic. Yeah. But once I started adding the data I got from my CGM, it changed everything. I lost weight quicker. My blood sugars were better. It was no more guessing. It just really helped wrap the whole thing around. And I think as a whole, it was the healthiest I've ever been because mm. I was able to watch my macros watch my calories, saw how it affected my blood sugar, and find out what tweaks I needed to do to make sure they all jive together. Yeah, yeah, because the beauty in that is, like, when I learned things about the human body, I wasn't, like, it basically connected the pieces for me in diabetes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, why is this happening? Well, adrenaline wears off, and then we become more sensitive because we're depleting glycogen, like, all that funny yep, stuff that's yep. like, okay, now I need to decrease my basal. If I never learned about the human body, I would have, my doctor's not going to sit there and teach me about glycogen and... Yeah. And why For anybody who's listening and doesn't know all the different glycogen, caloric deficit, yeah. and all this, it's way over the top. Yeah. But if you can understand it, it makes yeah. Because yeah, diabetes sense. revolves around everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, if we have a, a high A1C, very uncontrolled, everything else is going to fall apart. Yeah. And that's why it's good to look outside the scope and not just say, oh, I'm just trying to manage my blood sugar. No, we still want to be healthy. There's yeah. other aspects, cholesterol, you know, and all that stuff i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure it's not like i know it all but yeah that's that's something that i it's a huge theory of mine that i feel like a lot of people agree on i definitely i totally agree 100 percent. yeah it's even interesting how you can see like high fiber foods versus low fiber foods and high volume to low volume foods affected too like it really you're right it all all connects yeah um so we are in la yes we are shooting a music video for diabetes awareness yeah. I didn't think I was going to be meeting you, and, uh, well, I didn't even know who you were until yeah, yeah, yesterday. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah nice to meet you. Um, it's really exciting. I mean, what are you looking for in terms of the music video? Are you just kind of like, obviously, you're going along with everything, but, like, what is it that you're looking for or excited about? 
I mean, first of all, a trip to LA is, you know, who's not going to take that? Yeah, and you live in where again? Sorry? Virginia. Virginia. Okay, Backwoods, Virginia, on the border of West Virginia. Okay. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I travel a lot, but coming to LA is always a fun time. And yeah. I think that is one, a great aspect. But more importantly, and more to the point, is just empowerment. The time I've spent with all the guys who have been invited out here, you included, I've really felt comfortable and at home and yeah. just like amongst my people people yeah, who get it for sure and just to sh- see like you know we're all normal it's just nobody's that weird like diabetic nerd who's like too involved <laughs> me with, with I'm just kidding. no no like you even like no, i just like do you have your juice box and crackers like okay let's <laughs> okay, calm mom. down calm down mr crackers. rogers like yeah but it's good to see like everybody can still lead a normal life yeah and with this music video hopefully the project will give more awareness and have people understand that Oh, you can eat that. You're not allergic to sugar. Yeah, it's just a different thing. Just get people to learn. Yeah, it's learn. It's the stigma because me and you, all of us, are wearing a shirt right now. For the people listening, it's a blue circle with a black shirt in the middle, and then we're wearing necklaces. Has your name? Um, Bingo. I see it. Yeah, Colt diabetic, and then mine says Ali diabetic. So my man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Just want to acknowledge you for a quick second. What you do is you inspire the young ones, the old ones. Type one diabetes does not limit us. It's That's a matter damn of right, dude. You know, taking the circumstance and taking yourself to the next level. Cause you know we're all gonna die one day. We might as well play a hard game. And Cole is playing a dang hard game. And I appreciate you coming right, on the show, my man. Go. Thank you so much. Nah, not and a we'll problem, talk soon, man. my man. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that was the interview. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. It truly means a lot. Um, As always, outroing, I I think this episode is great. I think a lot of people, it's really going to hit home that when we look outside the scope of just blood sugar and just insulin and diabetes, we start thinking about other things, you know, like I talked about with fitness and workouts and stress levels and just the human body as a whole things start coming together for our diabetes we don't just learn them for fun i think it's just a huge huge part Uh, and that's what took my diabetes to the next level when i looked outside the realm of just blood sugar and insulin so that was the big message me and cole are trying to give you guys and and really appreciate you guys listening if you guys enjoyed this share this with your friends uh social media tag me in your story i would really appreciate it tag me and cole um on top of that and put it in your story let me know if you guys are enjoying it what can i do more to make these uh, diabetes hustle episodes interviews even better that being said i'll see you guys soon